you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to Watchpoint Radio, episode ninety-three. This is a this is a podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Blazing Bob, also known as Bobby Schistler, and today I'm joined by I Play Games, also known as Andreas. What's going on, Andreas? Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Good to have you. So it's episode 93. This is recording on January 30th to be released on February 31st. Uh, preview of topics is we're going to talk about the developer update, the new patch 1.19.3.1 that just came out today, and a couple of the Overwatch League upsets. So I'd like to thank all returning listeners for for coming back. And my video just went out on the stream, but we're kind of doing this by the seat of our pants. So we're just going to go with it. Uh, we didn't have any co- com- community feedback this week. So we're just going to go right on to the main segment. Top story. And so we got a developer update last week. Jeff came out and talked about a few different things and uh, basically we've heard it all everywhere else, but what do you think about it? I play games. I think we're at a <clears throat> at an interesting point. You're talking about the uh, developer update that just came out detailing the patch just that just came out right yep yeah with with uh jeff talking about the re- the reporting system talking about how they're banning people by watching watching streams and youtube content he talked about how they wanted to make may more fun he talked about how you probably shouldn't shouldn't main heroes like 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 symmetra he talked about a whole bunch of stuff I think that finally the reporting system is getting back to a point where people are starting to use it again. I've heard some people talk about how they like getting the email saying that somebody they reported got action. They feel like, hey, I contributed and somebody that was doing something that was probably not good got reprimanded for it. So that part is working pretty well. He seems like he's very positive about it. And in general, I think that Competitive has improved a little bit. It, there's always that one person that is salty and kind of bickering at his teammates. But I think in general, it has improved for me overall. And at least you don't have the blatant, really abusive, offensive people. It's Yeah, it's also improved for me quite a bit. Uh, it's hard to really 
put in perspective, but it just kind of slowly happened. And I really don't run into a lot of toxic stuff. I still run into a lot of uneducated people on the game, but <laughs> I don't run into as many people freaking out. Um, what do you think about him trying to make May more fun? That sounded. I think no that fun. he mentioned a couple of heroes, right? May. He mentioned Hanzo. He mentioned and, Hanzo. And he mentioned Symmetra. Was it? Was that the other one? Yeah, yeah. He mentioned Symmetra, and uh, and he also talked about changes to Mercy, which brings us into our next topic: the patch that hit today, version one point one nine. Where they have changed Mercy, it the patch, the exact notes that we talked about last week hit, and she is changed now. Did you have any time to play to play the games with her? I haven't had any time to play it with her, but I have heard some people talking about her, and I've heard that she is definitely a lot slower, which is something that makes me a little bit happy. I think that she's still quite strong with her ultimate. The the Valkyrie is still quite a great ultimate to push in and just keep your team alive or get that damage boost on your entire team. But as a McCree and a Widow person, I am really happy about this because maybe I can finally shoot her down from the sky. <laughs> yeah, I played a couple games after work today with our friend Justin from the Overwatch League recap. And we ran into a Mercy or two. We actually got beat by a Mercy. And I couldn't really tell too much from just those few games. But I didn't see her in a lot of games. And that has me excited going forward. Because I was getting a little tired of you having to have a Mercy. And having to deal with your friends you're playing with playing Mercy. Even if they're not that good. Just because she's so necessary. So I'm pretty excited about that. Right. I uh, miss playing Lucio too, man. I Lucio was such a great hero. So many people complain about the speed boost, but I'm generally a really aggressive player and I like heroes that can help me on that aggressive playstyle. And Lucio was definitely that kind of guy. I got to play some Lucio today and it was a good time. It was a really good time. But uh they also changed they also changed Junkrat and his ex explosive mine doesn't do as much it basically has fall off damage from point of x from point of explosion now so i didn't get to see that at all i didn't play any junk rat today at all i played against a couple but i just don't really see a whole big impact most of the time at least in the elo that i'm playing in i think this is just gonna reduce a little bit of the impact of his spam. I think that actually this is a great change for lower elos because you're going to see less random mines thrown at the bulk of the team and then randomly getting a kill without trying to at least aim somewhat towards the injured hero. Right now as it is, we can throw a mine and as long as it explodes near somebody who has low HP like a tracer for example, you don't even have to throw it at her face. You can just throw it close to her. And the mine deals so much damage that it's almost one-shotting Tracer at the moment. How, how much damage does the mine do? Like 150 or 125? 120. 120. There you go. Tracer just, just has to be meleeed once or had like a little dent in herself. And you can explode her. So right now it's just too easy 
to just throw this buy around and do 120 damage very easily to Genjis, for example, too. Right now, with the patch in, when you throw it, if you don't aim it the right way, if you only hit the person with the edge or the other person is able to maybe outplay you a little bit and dodge the mine, the damage will be a lot less. I haven't tested how much the new damage will be at the edge of the mine. I'm hoping that it's going to be quite significantly less because if you're talking about like maybe 50 damage, that is only a third of Tracer's health, which is no longer one-shotting her anymore. Well, I think it was... I think it was Rob or not, not, not Rob. It was talking to PVP Twitch. I don't know when though. I don't know if it was on Omnic Lab or what, but he was talking to him. Actually, maybe it might've been on YouTube. PVP Twitch, I think was talking to Overwatch Central now that I'm thinking about it. And he was talking about how the trap and mine is, is no longer going to really be a thing. So you know how you put down your trap, you stick your mine on the side, I guess. From what he thinks from playing the PTR, it's not going to be as effective as it used to be because it you really have to be right on the center of the mine. You almost have to stick right. it on him. And it also reduces the amount of ultimate that he can get. Now, when you throw the mine, if you hit three or four people, the amount of damage that you do is not going to be a flat 120 times three or times four. It's going to be more of a amount based on who was near the explosion so i'm guessing building his ultimate will also take a little bit longer yeah i think that's 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 fairly huge the the mercy stuff we've talked about that a ton on on this show we're just gonna kind of have to see how it goes from here we'll report back on on more on that next week um i was kind of thrown off guard and put in charge of the show tonight and I'm doing the best I can, but I forgot to ask Andreas how his week in Overwatch has been. So I'm going to do it now. How's your week in Overwatch been? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. That's very kind of you. I've been playing a lot of the new map, Bliss World. It's quite fun. I like it quite a bit. Um, at first, I didn't know how to feel about it, mainly because of the theme. It was kind of throwing me out of the overwatch kind of environment and putting me back more into like the heroes of the storm environment not i have nothing against heroes but it was just weird at first it was just like a shock to me but i've gotten used to it and the map itself regardless of theme or whatever the theme is cool but it was just weird to me it's, it's a cool map it, though it's a cool map it has great passageways it has awesome high ground it has solid choke points and i really really like that end uh, third point with like the Diablo cave that has like everybody the huge hates pit. That really, I yeah, freaking like, love I that. Into says I hate the third point. I'm like, the third point I, is I the, like it. The third point is the best part. It's I th I think they just hate it because there's so many different things you can do. And yeah, exactly. Very, yeah, I I mean I I loved it. I played a ton of it at the Omnic Lab game game night last weekend and. It, we were playing it a lot. I was having a blast. And I, of course, was Torb a couple times. I love that the third point, you can play a Farah or you can play a Reaper. And they both make sense. And usually there's not a lot of points where you can do th that. Like you either want to go long range or you either want to go short, short range. But this point almost like offers an option. Is like, hey, you want to go dive? You want to go snowball? 
hey, you want to go ultra long range? It, it, it's all possible. Yeah, and also you can play Genji, you can play Tracer, as I've seen you play both of those on that third point because we played it quite a bit this week. Yeah, and boop heroes actually work. Depending on how you do the defense or on the attack, you can attack towards the back of the point or you can attack on the middle on the middle road. Um, you can take a risky shortcut through the middle next to the pit, but, you know, shorter route kind of thing with a huge health pack right next to it. So, it I don't know. I think that that last point actually offers a lot of strategy. You, okay, you know what the third point feels like to me? A little mini control map. Like yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. Like a little mini control point because there's so many different ways to go and... It's very, it's very scrappy. Whereas the first part of it is really like that, that protect the choke, like really hard to get by. There's only two, there's only two ways in. Yeah. I mean, that, that part's hard. That first part is kind of Eichenwaldy. The next part is more like a route 66 style where you have like, like a first and second story and the payload going in between a valley of those two. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, the third point is more of like a control point style, which, by the way, is my favorite game mode because it's the main the game mode where you get to be the most aggressive, the like on constantly. So uh, maybe that's why I like the third point, and maybe that's why some people don't. Same, actually, for the record, here on the show, was it a good thing to go down to three to best of three from best of five on control maps? In my opinion, yeah, those games were just going for too long. Sweet. All right, Ja, eat that. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. Oh man, but yeah, I've 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 enjoyed that quite a bit too. Uh, I actually, after the show last week, we got off. We had we had Deathblow on me, Andreas, and and Deathblow and Mel Arena actually played a six stack after that with a couple listeners. And we just rocked the house. We couldn't lose. Then we went on and everybody went to bed and you, me, and Mel stayed up and just continued. Like we won like three more before we finally yeah, lost. That's a huge streak that we went on. Now my now my account, my secondary account is almost as high as my primary account. And at this point it's gonna like pass it. Now I feel bad because my main account is like struggling. I'm like, how is this? How am I climbing on my <laughs> second account and losing on my main account? It's it's because you don't care as much, I guess. Like you're you're more relaxed, so you win more. I really feel like that's it because it happens to me all the time on my yeah, other accounts. You're I, part of it has to be it because I don't know how to explain it. But when I'm on my second account and I'm playing with you guys. Part of it is I'm not as focused on playing the heroes that I'm the best at. I think to be a little more flexible is like, oh, Roadhog, sure, I'll play that. Oh, I need a Winston, I'll play that, sure. Um, Junkrat, I usually don't play that much on my main account, but on my on my secondary account, I'll be like, yeah, I'll play a ton of Junkrat. And it turns out so I don't do that bad with some of those other heroes, but sometimes I feel like I'm locked into a certain niche of heroes on my main account just because it has such a track record with certain heroes so when i start playing something else somebody will be like hey man why why are you playing widowmaker you don't play widowmaker you have like a thousand hours of mccree i'm like well i do play widowmaker just 
I, this account just doesn't <laughs> reflect it. You've been getting pretty good at Widow and at Genji. I've been in. I've been enjoying playing when when you're on those characters. Nice. I've been. I think those two have been the ones that I've been playing the most the past few weeks. Um, yeah. Just I like that the aggressive style. They bring the threat. They they have a they are a threat that has to be dealt with, and you're a person that can do the job. I just like that particular job in Overwatch. Well, I find that it is really fun to play those jobs and I'm the same way, but I found, I think the reason we did so good in that six deck is because we had three people trading off DPS. So playing DPS, especially those critical roles is extremely taxing on your, on, on your mind. That's why generally DPS don't talk uh, is because they're, they're really concentrating and it's nice to have a break. Like every six stack I usually play it before, you're either DPS or you're not. And then you're playing that the whole time and it gets really brain taxing. I don't even know what the word I should use for it is. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you do have to focus on it. And eventually you're bound to lose some of that focus, especially if you've been playing for hours. And sometimes it's good to get out of that mindset and switch to a different role. I, I, I was actually really enjoying like playing... Genji and Widow for a while and then just switching to something completely different like a Roadhog or a Saria that allows me to relax a little bit better. Like with Roadhog or Saria, I'm not laser focused on clicking heads. And I feel like when you're doing that, like your eyes strain a little more, right? Like you're trying to discern little detail. You're trying to like, you almost like don't blink when the battle is going on because you'll miss some like a jump or something that could be a headshot. Um, but where you're playing Saria or Roadhog, you're focusing on different things, right? With Roadhog, you're not focusing so much on small detail, but you're looking more on like broad movements, right? Are they moving left or right? Can can I predict my hook in at this moment? Am I keeping an eye on my health? Is is damage coming my way? Should I be starting to heal? And it's it's a more relaxed playstyle and it involves like a different totally set a, a different set of skills and i don't know like switching between those two two roles sometimes can be a little refresher right and allow allow you to kind of reset your mentality yeah i i, I had thought of that but like before that but <clears throat> i played the six stack later on in the week and i was the main dps well one of the two and I found myself being like, are you sure you don't want to play DPS? Yeah, I was just like really tired <laughs> out. And there's a whole lot of pressure on you when, when you play as a DPS. People aren't dying. People are looking at you. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, it's just nice to get, you know, not have that pressure sometimes. But, you know, hey, anything else on uh, go on in your week? No, aside from that, just eager to trying out this new patch and practicing this week. I've been so busy doing all the stuff, prepping for a trip to California to watch the end of stage one, moving apartments. It's just like all this stuff I've been trying to sneak in some Overwatch in between. <laughs> well, uh, that's funny because I'm going to LA too. No way. Next week. Yeah. I'm going to see the stage one finals. You well, too? Uh, I guess we'll see each other over there. This what a coincidence. Weird. This is weird. It's almost All like right. we planned it. <laughs>
Well, that brings us uh, talk about the Overwatch League. That brings us to our next uh, and, and uh, maybe biggest topic for tonight is the Overwatch League upsets. Wow. We don't talk about esports here a lot, but I thought we should talk about this because, well, I've got my my uh, other host from the Overwatch League recap here and on Watchpoint Radio. So I thought, why don't we talk about some Overwatch League? Let's talk about uh, the big one first. New York Excelsior beats the Soul Dynasty. What? How did this happen? If you're following this at all, they looked un- unbeatable. What happened? They didn't even play they didn't even play Pine, one of their best DPS at all. Yeah, this was a battle of the giants and this was probably like the match that I was looking forward to the most. These are probably the two teams that I've been known to root for or known to vocally say these guys are going to be the top dogs. <clears throat> I think we all knew Dynasty. That that one wasn't a hard pick to know for, for a big team. But New York, just, they seem like a solid team from the start. And finally see them clash together. And New York just clutching it and pulling off ahead. It was really, really cool to see. And it just made things that much more interesting for the league. So I, I feel like this needed to happen for the for the best interest of the league and for the best interest of the other teams because actually there are some teams that are following right behind this tail. You got Spitfire, you got Valiant, you got Outlaws. They're smelling the the finals too. They're like right there. So who can take the prize at this point? It's, it's kind of up in the air after this loss. Well... I know that you have been toting the NYXL since before you even knew what Excelsior meant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we actually, uh, this is our first episode live, I think, that we had to ask, what, what does Excelsior mean? And John Horseman was in the chat and kind enough to tell us. Oh, everybody let me know. I didn't tell you about this. I got like three emails, seven tweets, a couple people on chat. Some people on the Discord as well. Like, the people let me know what Excelsior meant. <laughs> and now we all know. But yeah, you, you were big on them from the start. I don't remember if you picked them to win, uh, if you called this, this upset or not. I think in the first episode, we picked the teams that we thought were going to be number one. Uh, I think you guys picked Outlaws, didn't you? Or no, you picked Fuel. I picked Justin Fuel. Justin picked Outlaws, and I picked Excelsior. <laughs> That's right. I picked them mainly because I knew about Sabiobi. I knew a little bit about Pine. Um, I actually didn't know about Jonak. I didn't know about Jonak. That one was a surprise to me. A very delightful surprise to just see yeah. that guy just tearing it apart on Zen. What what a great Zeniana player. Yeah, and I didn't follow it really heavy prior, but the only like awesome Zen that I knew about prior to the Overwatch League was Boombox. And there's been a lot of breakout Zens and I might have be playing Zen a lot more often now probably yeah. because of it. Zen is definitely becoming a staple of the league right now, at least in this patch <clears throat> and in, in this meta, in this map pool. It's just such a great hero. Uh, but, but I think that Sabiobi was the hero why or the, the person why I picked Excelsior in the 
in the first place. I saw him play at the World Cup against the U.S. And he just gave no chances to Sinatra. It was like the first time I would see a tracer counter another tracer so effectively. And we were talking about one of the other best tracers out there, Sinatra. And it was just like no chance time after time. Sabiobi was just like, nope, you're not going to kill my team. I'm going to stop you right here. And then he would proceed to get a triple kill on the rest of the guys. So from then on, I, I had been watching that guy because he even stood apart in the shadow of Flower. Flower was playing the tournament, and we all know that that performance, but still, Sabiobi was not falling behind. He was performing all this stuff. And so far in the league, we've seen the same thing, man. This guy is just an insane tracer, an insane Widowmaker. Well, okay, so... What I love about Sabiobi is he's just cool like the other side of the the pillow. He's always <laughs> sitting there like blowing on his on his fingers, yeah. just sitting there looking chill. He does do that. And just like, what? I'm just chilling here. I mean, you just can't read him at all. He's 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 one of those types. <laughs> but the reason I think they didn't play Pine is I th- like I think they're just like he he didn't look as as good the day before they did have an upset the day before we're going to talk about it in a second but I think they're just trying to to basically trick the dynasty they basically the dynasty was probably preparing for pine and they just thought well we just won't play him and I don't know. It worked though. I just I I don't I get don't a lot of these maybe, coaching things. Maybe Pine actually does terrible against Soul Dynasty. Maybe they've tried it in scrims. Maybe uh, they in his maybe, head. Maybe they know. I, I mean, a lot of these guys know each other from a long time ago, right? They're coming out from the same competitive scene, so maybe they have a history. And Pine is just not the guy for the job right there, which could be the case. Like we've seen a breakup performance from Pine, but we haven't seen him on the roster constantly. We haven't seen him that much playing with them. So even though he had such an incredible performance, that might not be what is happening backstage, right? Behind the scenes. We don't know. Yeah. And um, you mentioned that. I'm just thinking about times in my life when I've had a friend that just can beat me at one game over and over again, no matter what I do. And he finally just gets in my head and I just, I can't beat him because it's partly a because block. of a mental block. Yeah. 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 That's, that was me and my dad growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Boston and how they beat the, the London Spitfire. This was, this was not, this was complete upset. I mean, the New York Excelsior we thought was on the same level as soul Boston. We didn't think had a chance for this. Most, People had him set to lose like 4-0 to the Spitfire. What are your thoughts? Boston is one of those teams that is on the rise. They had a slow start, even though Dream Casper, since the beginning, since the preseason, and I saw that guy, I was like, wow, that guy is good. That guy is good. He is going to do some things. And so far, it's we've seen it. Dream Casper has 
been putting that team on his back. Granted, I think that his team in general is doing a great job right now. They're actually playing really well as a team compared to some of the other teams in the league. You can tell that they're getting to that upper echelon where we're seeing Soul Dynasty, where we're seeing New York Excelsior. It's a team that not only excels in, ha in having super technical players that can get the job done, like Jim Casper, like Pine, like Fleta, guys that you can expect to perform at a high level in a variety of heroes, but then also a team that is so solid in their engagements, in their disengagements, in their alt economy, in being very disciplined on knowing when to use certain abilities, when not to, and when to capitalize on, on certain things. I think that Outlaws does a great job of this. I think that definitely uh, uh, Dynasty and Excelsior. I think Spitfire has incredibly good mechanical players, but sometimes they do fall a little behind on this team dynamics. They excel on control maps, but they're, but they're not, I don't know, they're falling apart in some of the other ones. I think it all just was because Prophet was freaked out about giving the the middle finger. <laughs> he got <laughs> too happened. intimidated. Yeah, but uh, talked about Dream Casper. So Striker was killing it, but he played mostly Tracer. Dream Casper played six different heroes. Quite a, like he played McCree, he played Genji, he played Widow, he played Soldier, he played some of Junkrat, and, and he played Pharah. I mean, six different heroes, just unbelievable. Where Striker was just killing it with Tracer the majority of the time. He played a little bit yeah. of Hog and a, a little bit of Hanzo, but he was just destroying it. So I think you're right. I think Dream Casper is definitely, definitely big time. Although Prophet and Bird Ring, I think they're gonna come back this next week. I think they're they're gonna they're they're gonna step it up some. <laughs> this next one, I actually called on the recap. It's uh the fusion beats NYXL. You guys thought I was crazy, but Fusion pulled it out. And it was a big, big performance by Sh by Shadowburn and Carpe, and I just, I just, I'll let you go because I called it. I already knew it was going to happen. I, I honestly don't know what to say about this match. It just doesn't make any sense to me that Fusion can go on and beat and beat NYXL and then struggle with some of the other teams in the league. And I, I don't know. And then how does NYXL fall to Fusion but have? has such a great time against the dynasty. I mean, it wasn't a walk in the park for them against dynasty, but these are teams that arguably at a are at different power levels. So a little bit confused about this match, but it might be the case that fusion actually has a core of dive, like a dive core that is really solid and might be able to keep up with Sabiobi, might be able to keep up with Jonak, for example, I, I'm actually curious to go watch this match again and and seeing how Jonak stacked up against the Fusion compared to Dynasty because Jonak was getting a lot of value against Dynasty. Um, I, I Fusion the match is a little blurry to me because I watched it kind of a a while ago. Yeah, it was a it it was a long match. Jonak still looked good in in those matches. 
Uh, it was just basically Shadowburn resetting Dash, man. I mean, he just owns Temple of uh of uh, of Anubis and Poco was in. You know, you're talking about the next the the next day with the when the fusion lost, but they didn't play play Poco. They didn't play Boombox. They basically brought the B team. It looks like and. The day before, when our, so the day after, they actually benched Pine on the N on the NYX XL. So I guess I should have probably just done the matches in order because it's a little confusing, probably for the listeners right now. I apologize, <laughs> but again, short notice. But it's it's just what I what I think it it leads me to believe is teams are preparing for one team each week and then they're just going by the seat of their pants against the team that they think isn't as good and that's what i think is happening it's an interesting dynamic we have where they play two teams in a week and some teams play back to back like i don't understand how the outlaws were able to go 8-0 in back to back matches uh week before this uh mm-hmm. week before last although to be honest, to me, that should be no excuse. They have been playing the same map pool, and they will be playing the same map pool for a, for a minute now, and at least until the end of stage one. So if they've been practicing these maps, and they, I think that they've had time, especially because this is their job. They literally wake up, and the only thing that they need to do is figure out how to beat the other teams. So I don't think that preparing for two teams within a week is is too much to ask from these teams. I think that they should have plenty of time and it, it might be harder to prepare for two matchups rather than than one. But like I said, the map is not that different that they're having to prepare so vastly different. Or that that's my opinion. I see I think I think it's actually a bigger issue. I think that what the coaches have to prepare with is Winston's lab when when we interviewed Harsha he he basically said that the only stats that he had access to was was Winston's lab which is not up not updated by the second or by the minute or even by the day you know there's they're doing the best they can but they don't have great access to these to the stats so as far as i know they're doing these things by hand uh, so it's just a, it's a, it's a little weird that Blizzard hasn't gotten a stats engine out yet that is actually up to the minute because they have access to all the code, all the kills, everything. So I'm really hoping that they get that in fast. Cause I think that'll help coaches actually better prepare their teams. Absolutely. Still, still have to go against two teams. And I think people are going to favor one matchup over the other though. when when preparing but we will see so we're gonna go ahead and move on to the weekly update weekly updates and this week's weekly update is twitch tokens our overwatch league tokens in game to buy skins for watching twitch streams was an there was an article by dot e by dot e esports talking about how they did a test 
but it but it appears that it was just a test. So I got eleven tokens, and I thought, "Wow, I've watched almost every game." And even if I haven't watched, I've kind of watched them in the background. So eleven tokens for three weeks of matches seems a little low. If you know, I'm gonna ever get a skin. Like, <laughs> it's like, wow, do I have to watch the entire like year to get one skin? Mid stage three, I'll get one skin if yeah, I watch yeah. every single one. <laughs> Although But, reading over here, it seems like it's just a test, right? It's not yes. like the promotion has gotten full full swing. So yeah, when I found this, it put my mind at ease because I was like, oh, it was probably only turned on for one day. Is mm -hmm. my guess. My guess is they turned it on for one day. The majority of people that I've heard from that have gotten ones, I'm the most. Uh, no, Totem was the most. He got 13. I got 11. Uh, Mel got nine. Uh, so it looks like it might have been just one day of matches. It probably so was. So if that's the case, I mean, you could be earning some skins by 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 watching the league or – I wonder if you have to like type into chat or anything, because I was spamming chat with my emoji over and over again throughout it. I so. I would probably guess not, because I they've done it with Heroes of the Storm with their um with some of their tournaments, their collegiate tournaments. I remember when I was playing it a while back. If you watched the collegiate tournament and your account was linked to Twitch, eventually you would get like these cool like account icons and sprays for like that season and they would come to the game automatically i didn't have to like type anything huh see it i'm i'm totally new to all of this in fact in the overwatch league is the first e-sport to really grab me and i'm crazy about it now i was uh i was watching i was at the omnic lab game night and i was Basically having a great time, but I was had to leave because I had to go watch my team fuel play. <laughs> and that's nuts that I would do that. I would have never done that in the past. And then I'm sitting there and Mel's playing because she doesn't care about the about the fuel because she's evil. But she's playing and I'm just yelling, Effect! <laughs> and that was definitely a I was trying to make sure the mic didn't didn't break out because I was yelling it at levels that I'm gonna have to keep control on when we go there live because you will hear me What? on stream. No, dude, when I we go it. there live, we, I need you to belt it as loud as you can. But in but live in person, it'll it'll ring your ears. And Melissa was like, "Will you stop?" And I was like, "I can't, I can't." But you know, when when no, he's but just I, I, popping I agree off, with you, man. It's such a good feeling to have the Overwatch League finally going on and. It's been really entertaining to watch. I've been finding myself like craving it. And at first I didn't, I was a little scared that I wasn't going to get that feeling. But when there's not games going on, I've been finding myself just going and rewatching some of the VODs or some of the matches that I couldn't catch um, with detail. And then when the matches are about to start, I get really excited. I'm like, oh man, today's going to be the Outlast or oh, today's going to be Excelsior. Yes. <laughs> just like you're talking about is giving me goosebumps right now. I'm not even kidding. Nice. It, it, like that's how giddy and excited I am about it. And it cracks me up because I thought I was going to be excited about it. I had no idea I was going to be this, this excited about it. I've learned so much from it. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. I know this was a talk about tokens, but I'm just excited about the league and excited <laughs> about everything that's going to happen. 
well, hopefully the tokens are going to add to that excitement because if they're going to give me tokens for watching the matches, which I'm already doing, they, they don't even have to give me tokens to do it. I'm already doing it. And then I get to buy the skins with those tokens. Like that just keeps the hype trade rolling, guys. Well, now, if you do buy a skin, you got to make sure you buy the right skin. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I wish you had given me that advice uh, a little earlier. Yeah, did you, did you have did you have something happen with that? Did you have a <laughs> problem with the skin purchase? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I kind of confused a few of the teams. I was trying to buy my nice Shadowburn Genji skin. I, I ended up with a kind of ugly San Francisco Shock Genji skin. And I didn't even realize until somebody else pointed out. I was like, hey, until man. death blow. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, check out my nice uh, Shadowburn skin. I was like what are you talking about, man? About, man, that's a San Francisco shock skin. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> no. Oh, you are the real baby bay. Thankfully, it was in my second account. So <laughs> no harm, no foul. Oh my gosh. I bought the the tracer mayhem on my, on my lower account. <laughs> <laughs> and I play her just as bad as they do. <laughs> there you go oh man but yeah so i just want to apologize to everybody this was a thrown together thing jaw had an emergency at work it had to go be superman like he is normally every week here we missed him andreas was nice enough to come and help me out we tried to do the stream I failed miserably. I will. Uh, I'll get that set up so that I could go in a pinch or sooner next time. I really apologize for that, guys. Dude, stream difficulties are a real thing. I've experienced them so many times. It's no shame. That, that that thing always somehow finds a way to <laughs> mess up. Well, this might be one of the shortest episodes we've had in a long time, and. Some people might just be like happy about that. I don't know. But either way, this, this one is not about quantity. Mm -hmm. This one's about quality. Quality, yes. And a lot of Overwatch League. So just speaking about Overwatch League, if you guys want to check out me and Andreas and Justin and Mel, we are on the Overwatch League recap. You can find us at Overwatch or OWLrecap.com. Um I would I'd like to let you know that Prepare to, to Attack Batch 5 is out. We are still missing Bastion, but Reaper episode hit recently, and it's very interesting. You should check it out. We are normally live on Twitch every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, uh, normally I would tell you about our PS4 and Xbox club community, but I don't exactly know what those are. Cause those are the ones jaw does, but we have them. I think they're, they're watch point radio. Uh, if you'd like to get our discord, you can, you can, you can find our discord at discord.me slash watch point or slash mash those buttons. It's discord.me slash mash those buttons. You can. I'd like to thank and remind everybody to go check out the Overwatch, our Heroes of Overwatch, f uh, face Facebook group. They they have a lot of good stuff there. We we like them a lot. If you'd like to find us on social 
social media. You can find us on twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash match those buttons, youtube.com slash match those buttons. I don't do this very often. You can tell. Uh, I'd like to encourage the, uh, the audience to get in contact with us at MashThoseButtons.com. If you'd like to see any of our other podcasts we do, you can check all of those out at MashThoseButtons.com. We have a Warcraft, or two Warcraft ones, a Division one. We've got a FGC, a fighting game co- community one. We've got two Overwatch ones, including this one. Uh, I'd like to encourage everybody to please give us some iTunes reviews. Uh, we haven't had one in a while, and we would really appreciate one. Thank you. Please, please. Five stars would be preferable. And I think that's about it. I think I messed up this episode about as much as possible, and Jaw is going to kill me. <laughs> I tried my hardest, though. So I, I think you did a good job, man. You, you, you were working with what you had. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've run the show twice before, but I had hours of preparation prior and a lot more news to talk about. I think we, you know, we had to cover the Overwatch League because there just really isn't a whole lot of Overwatch news right now because everybody's so focused on the Overwatch League, and rightly so. So I assume we'll be talking about more Overwatch League stuff on Watchpoint Radio in the future because... I'm watching a whole lot of it, so it's going to come up. And Jaw's getting into it some too. If you'd like to find, uh, if you'd like to find Jaw, you can find him on Twitter at underscore J A A underscore. If you'd like to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. You can find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob. Where can they find you, Andreas? If you want to find me, you can f- look me up on Twitter at iPlayGames. You spell that I-P-L-A-I games. And you can also find me talking with Bob, Bell, and Justin at the Owl Recap. You can look it up at the Owl Recap um, on Twitter. And lastly, you can find my Overwatch strategy show, Omnic Lab. Over really at- small show, guys. I this mean, it's is- a small show. It's a, it's a modest show talking about strategy about Overwatch. You can find it. Definitely it definitely is modest. <laughs> you guys are awesome at that. Um, find it at omniclab.com. Yeah, it's the best. It's my it's my favorite podcast, and I've said that to you and Rob many times. So thank you so much for coming on. I apologize to everybody again. I will be better the next time, and hopefully you enjoyed this just conversation between me and Andreas. Later, guys. Later. Later.